Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards, and I want to welcome you to Impact Ministries Cyber Church. You know something? Impact Ministries has been preaching a message of grace, peace, faith, righteousness, unconditional love, and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ for nearly half a century. And our world changer family, these are the people who give. These are the people who make it possible for you to get to hear this message. Our world changer family is fully invested in making sure that people all over the world have a chance to hear this incredible message. So you know something? Today, if you're hearing this message for the first time, I want you to thank God for our world changers because they are making it possible. You know something, today we're going to talk about something. We're starting a new series, and I'm going to tell you something. I am so jacked up about this series. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the most important decision you'll ever make. Now, I know you got to be saying, oh man, he's being dramatic today. Well, no, I'm not being dramatic, and before this series is over, you're going to understand. Let me tell you, when you face any challenge, no, no matter what, if it's a health crisis or financial crisis, when you face any challenge, the decision that you make in that particular challenge at that moment becomes the most important decision that you can make. Because when you are under pressure, when you're going through something, when, when, when you are being oppressed, when you're being attacked, when it looks like you're losing, when it looks like you're going under, when it looks like your life is falling apart, the decision that you make in that moment is always going to do one of two things. It's not going to be neutral. It's always going to move you toward God or it's going to move you away from God. And sometimes the decisions that we think are moving us toward God are actually moving us away from God. You know, I have a new series that I'm releasing this month, and 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 I'm calling this series, I may end up changing the name of it before this month is over, but right now I'm calling this series Imperfect People, Perfect Life. And this this is about people who, who have served God but faced incredible tragedies, but always overcame their tragedies, always emerged triumphant, always come out. And, you know, even when they would have personal failures where they had to deal with serious issues in their life, they always overcame and they ended up walking with God. Well, you know what? That's what makes this an incredibly uh, important decision whenever you're facing anything. Because I'm telling you, I there's... I don't even know how many thousands of people that are living in defeat. And sometimes they think that the reason they're living in defeat is because of some sin or some failure in the past. And yes, that can have an incredible effect on your life. But you know something? God is always wanting to restore you. God is not wanting to put you in a position to say, you know, because of what you've done, I'm going to make you pay the rest of your life. Now, there's people that will try to make you pay. But you know something? If you're responding to God and connecting to God in your crises, you can be like Job 
where at the end of it, he came out seven times better than he was when he went in it. You can be like David who, who committed some of the worst atrocities in the world and emerged uh, uh, and, and brought forth the bloodline that produced the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Or you can be like Peter who who afraid of a little servant girl who couldn't even hurt him denied Jesus and he ends up being one of the most powerful influences in the world. And I could just go down the list. As a matter of fact, in this series, in Perfect People, Perfect Life, we're going to talk about the characteristics of these people and why when they face something, whether it was something of their doing, whether it was a personal failure, whether it was a moral failure, whether it was a bad decision, whether it was direct disobedience from God, how and why did they emerge from that thing and, and, and have an incredible life? And, and not only have an incredible life, how did they emerge from that and still live their destiny? You know, you talk to some people about their destiny and, and they think if they make one little error here or one bad decision that, that they'll get off track and they'll never get on their destiny. Well, yeah, you, you can make a bad decision and it can, it can take you off track, but you know something? These people give us the secrets to knowing how when we get off track, we can always have a course adjustment by following God. And, and that doesn't have to be spooky. It doesn't have to be mystical. Man, this is about. Uh, uh, about following God, connecting God, always living as an overcomer, always coming out of the ditch that we've fallen into. Listen, let me just mention this while I'm talking about the series. In this series, I'm going to have about 10 hours of teaching, and it's going to be a phenomenal series, which, which really means this is going to be about a $70 value, and we're going to make it available, available to you this month at a very special price. So if you're interested, be sure and click below. And if you're not watching this on YouTube or if you're not watching this on my website, then come to impactministries.com, and on the homepage right there on the slider, it's going to, it's going to tell you about this particular series, how you can get it. But just imagine getting the secrets of, of men like Job, what really went on with Job, not what religion told you went on with Job, getting the secrets with what happened with Abraham and why after so many personal failures, he emerged triumphant. Getting the secrets, and, and I say secrets because they're hidden to people who don't open their heart and read the Bible and see what's really plain before their eyes because they've already got their mind made up. So I'm going to tell you something, 10 hours of teaching, 10 hours of practical application, and you will be one of those people who you may have an imperfect life, uh, you may be, or you may be an imperfect person, but you can still have the perfect life as you walk with God. Isn't that incredible? You know, I used to uh, I used to read scriptures like Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. And though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with the right hand of his righteousness. Man alive. I would read scriptures like that, and I, I would be consumed with passion. I would be consumed with with just wanting or just knowing that God is going to uphold me even when I fall. That God is, that God is really going to be the one who, when I go through something, man, He is going to make it possible for me to to get up because it's going to be His hand. It's going to be His strength. It's going to be His life. It's going to be what He's doing in me that makes me able to get up even in the worst of situations. Now, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but when I came to Jesus... I did not come for to experience average. When I came to Jesus, I didn't come to experience more failure. And I'll tell you this, 
When I came to Jesus, I certainly did not come to Jesus to get more religion. I came to Jesus because I knew that the God that created the universe, I knew that the God that created me, I knew that the God that raised Jesus from the dead had to be a supernatural, all-powerful God. He had to be incredible. And I'll tell you, when I gave my life to Jesus and I began reading and seeing what Jesus did and seeing what happened in the book of Acts and, and, and seeing what happened in the lives of these incredible people, I thought, this is what I want. This is what I'm signing up for. And you know something? So many people are at a place where because of religion, because of personal failure, because of who knows what, they got discouraged and really lost sight of the fact that, wait a minute, this is not what I signed up for. Normal, average, boring, powerless, that is not what I signed up for. Well, I want to tell you something. We're standing at a crossroads right now, and whatever in your life has brought you to this place where in a certain sense you've fallen. doesn't mean you've fallen into sin. It doesn't mean that you've given up. It doesn't mean you're, you're a bad person. It just means that you've fallen away from that incredible dream and that incredible expectation that you had when you first came to Jesus. You know, a lot of the excitement that we lose when we get born again, and man, we're on fire, we're excited, you know, we're passionate, we're talking about it, we're telling people about Jesus. Most of that goes away just because we lose hope. We get around people that are living uh, less than average Christian lives. We get around people who are living in defeat. And we even get, we, we start hearing sermons that, that explain why we should expect to live in defeat, why we should expect it to be normal. And, and you know, before long, we just lose the hope of having this incredible life simply because everybody else is failing to have an incredible life. I want to tell you something. You're going to make the most important decision of your life up to this moment. And it's going to be the decision that you make that's going to determine where you end up with God. You know, uh, one of my favorite scriptures, too, about being strengthened by God, Proverbs 24, 16 says, For a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets up again. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you're in Jesus, righteousness is in you. If you're in Jesus, and I'm not talking about just being positionally Righteous. I'm talking about the power of righteousness because I'm talking about the person of righteousness. I'm talking about the king of righteousness, the spirit of righteousness, the strength to live as you should be, which is what righteousness is. Live as you should be as a child of God in the promises of God, in the new covenant of God. All of that is inside you right now, but it's untapped in most of our lives to a great degree. It is just, it is just there. Latent and latent powers, not that power is not being tapped. It's not coming to life in us. And so we find ourselves, like I say, we may not be fallen in sin and destitution, but we find ourselves fallen from these incredible hopes and dreams that we had when we came to Jesus. Well, I want to tell you something. I want to show you how to walk out of this. You know, there are, there are many, many scriptures that we have that have promises in them, but those promises do have stipulations. And usually those stipulations are not stipulations about try. you have to earn something to get God to do something. It's like this. Let's say if, if you're standing right here, you know what? As a matter of fact, one time years ago, I was, I was out in my office, and at this time my office was in the sunroom in my house. 
And uh, so I was out in my office working and um, got a phone call. I don't even remember now who I was talking to. And I was standing, standing up in my office, talking on the phone. And uh, I just kind of felt this random impulse to walk out of the room. And so I did. I just followed that impulse and I walked out of the room. And so I walked out of the room and I turned around and was facing back into the room, just kind of looking around while I was on this phone call. And what I did not know was that there had been a small uh, leak in the roof. And this roof over how many months had actually saturated all of this insulation, had really thick insulation. It was all saturated with water. Well, water weighs eight pounds a gallon. And so if you get, you know, if you get a hundred pounds, a hundred gallons of water, you got 800 pounds bearing down on the ceiling. I don't know how much was in there, but I'm telling you, I just followed that impulse. I walked out of the room. I turned around, looked back in the room. And at that instant, the entire ceiling in the entire room fell straight down. Now, if I had been standing where I was standing just moments before that, it surely would have broke my neck or at least would have fractured my skull to have hundreds of pounds. You got the sheetrock, you got the plaster, you got the wood that it was nailed to, and then you got gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons of water all falling straight down. Now, you say, well, what's that got to do with what we're talking about? Well, you know something? Had I not followed that impulse, then the truth is, the promise for God's protection over me would have really seemed null and void. And there would have been people because of what I preached and say, see, he said God was going to protect him. God didn't protect him. Well, you see, all of God's promises are given to us freely in the sense that we are qualified. We are qualified for him. Jesus earned, but we're qualified through the Lord Jesus. And what that means is Jesus earned them. We don't have to do anything to buy them, to earn them, to get them. Jesus got them for us. But so many of those promises are contingent upon us following God. You know, a lot of people talk about favor. It's kind of an interesting thing when, when some people start talking about favor because it seems that the general concept of living in favor is living like a fool being rude, being an idiot, making bad business deals, breaking your word, making bad deals with people, and then still expecting God uh, to cause everybody to want to trust you and be in business with you. No. God's favor comes about because in us, we walk in His character. We walk in His righteousness. We treat people fair. We keep our word. So, so favor is given, but the process for favor is also given to, given to us. And you know what? If we commit to walk in love, then, then in our heart, grace is going to work and, and we're going to desire to be honest. We're going to desire to be fair. We're going to desire to be merciful. And so we're going to end up having favor. So many times people try to take scriptures 
that yes, there are promises as far as God gave them to us freely in the Lord Jesus, but there are conditions, and many times those conditions are contingent upon obedience. Now, unfortunately, remember, the minute you say that, some people say, well, that's law, that's legalism. If I've got to obey God for this to work, then, then, then that's legalism. No, I, I don't want to be insulting, but you don't really understand what legalism is. Legalism is not, and obedience are not the same thing. Because anything God tells you to do that you obey, you obey it because you trust God. You know He's good. You know He's always trying to help you. You know He's always trying to lead you into a better place. And, and here's the deal. When we make bad decisions, when we are off track, when we are messing up our life, God is always going to attempt to lead us back to green pastures, to always attempt to lead us back to still waters, always attempt to anoint our head with oil and, and place his banner over us and provide us with a table where all of our needs are met. He's always, always, always going to do that. And, and the issue is not whether or not God is going to be our shepherd and try to lead us, the issue is, am I going to hear him and follow him? And so the condition is not whether or not God is going to do this. The condition is, am I going to yield? Am I going to follow? And what you're going to discover is that so many of these people, their ultimate escape from their circumstances, their ultimate escape from the power of their past, their ultimate es escape from a horrible reputation based on things they actually did, it came about because, because they followed God, because they made decisions that reconnected them to God. Now, I'll tell you something. We stand at a crossroads in history. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing time to be alive. I'm watching the world change in ways that would have never even been believable to most of us just a few years ago. The world seems to have crossed a tipping point where, where it's like, you know, evil is called good. Good is called evil. Following God, if you follow God, basically today you're labeled a racist you're ra or you're labeled a legalist or you're, or, you know, a fanatic, all this kind of stuff. I mean, the world has changed. We are at a crossroads. But most of us, the problem is not the crossroads that we're standing at on the world stage. It's the crossroads we're standing at on our stage. It's the crossroads we're standing at because of past failures, past decisions, or whatever. You know, Jeremiah 6, 16 says this. I think it's just incredible. It says, thus says the Lord, stand in the way and see. Now, I find that to be interesting. See, God would never command you to do something you couldn't do. So if, if you're standing in, in some kind of situation, man, where you're lost, you don't have a clue what's going on. You don't have a clue what you're supposed to do. You don't have a clue what comes next. And, and God is saying, when you're standing there, uh, you need to see. And you're thinking, I need to see. What are, what are you talking about? You know, uh, uh, in the book of Genesis, whenever Moses uh, took the children of Israel out, man, that, you know, you know, they, they had become a nation, man. They were no longer just a little family or a little tribe. They had become a nation. And, and he is trying to deal with thousands and thousands of civil issues. And, and he was a judge. He had to judge the, the issues and he needed other leaders to help him judge these issues. And the problem was he couldn't find any other leaders. Well, his father-in-law, Jethro, comes to him and says something like this. He says, search out among you leaders, you know, and appoint them to do 
Thus and so. Well, in the Hebrew, that, that where it talks about searching these out, it implies that he has, that, that, that that's visionary. He has to be able to see other leaders in his heart before he can actually identify them in real life. You know, the problem probably was Moses thought, well, there's just nobody that can do it as good as I can. You know, his particular behavior pattern was like that. You know, he, his behavior pattern was one of these people. He was very detail-oriented. He was very diligent. He wanted to do things almost perfectly. And so Moses was like, well, you know, who can I find that can do it as good as I can? Until he could see in his heart that other people could do this, he really couldn't follow where God was trying to take him to raising up other leaders and appointing other leaders. So I want to, I want to tell you something. When God, God tells you when you're standing in the way or in the path, and by the way, that word way is the word crossroads. It's not just talking about the fact that you're walking down one path. It's when you come to the place where there are life decisions that you have to make. When you come to a place where you're not totally sure exactly what you should do, he says, when you're standing at that cross, uh, at crossroads, he says, what you got to do first is you got to see. Well, what is it you've got to see? You know, let's read on it and you'll find out what you've got to see. He says, I want you to see and I want you to ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And I want you to walk in that path. And in that path, you're going to find rest to your soul. Now, <clears throat> because of time, I'm not going to break down every word for you, but I'm going, I'm going to explain it to you how basically it looks in the original language. And, uh, uh, and, and by the way, a lot of this research came from just one of my very favorite Hebrew scholars, Chaim Bentorah. I, I love his work and, uh, I, I love what he brings to understanding the Hebrew language. But one of the things that he talks about here, one of the things that the original language brings out in this is that we are supposed to ask for the old paths. Well, what are the old paths? The old paths are the paths wherein we have the revealed knowledge of God. In other words, God has shown us things about himself that we can trust. God has shown us things that we can rely on. God has shown us the way he moves. And so we should choose these old paths. And in the original language, it points out that these old paths will bring us uh, into the presence of God. These old paths will bring us into the heart of God and we can harmonize our heart with his heart and see it the way he sees it. We can understand, you know, after we make the choice and then we can understand why God wants us to take a certain path, why God wants us to do it a certain way instead of us trying to figure out how we should do it and then asking God to bless us. And so he said, when you stand in this path, what you, what you want to be looking for is what is the decision? What is the path that I can walk that I absolutely know this is going to bring me back to connecting with the heart of God? This is going to bring me back in harmony with God. Listen, let me, let me just mention a few things. You know, we got several special meetings coming up this year, and I'm telling you something. Our special meetings are, are, I think, are quite unique because very often, you know, God will give me words of knowledge. Very often, supernatural things happen. Now, it doesn't look like it does in most supernatural events. I'm not bringing people down to the altars, laying on people, and, you know, I'm laying hands on people and trying to get them to fall down, all that kind of stuff. But 
It's amazing how many people just sitting in these live events connect with God in a very unique way and something happens in their heart and they experience something really special. Now, you can come to my website, impactministries.com, and you can look at my itinerary. But uh, in September, later in September, uh, I'm going to be in Blue Springs, Missouri, uh, at Cornerstone Church. I'm telling you, with great pastor there, uh, Lisa and Sean Apkin. I love this church. I love these people. Love going there. So you want to check that out if you're in the area. If you want to make a trip to the area, then 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 come and, uh, and check us out. Then the third weekend in October, uh, here in Huntsville, Alabama, we're going to have Heart Physics Weekend, and we're going to be walking you through heart physics exercises that teach you how right on the spot to let go of stress and not, you know, let go of mental, emotional stress, but also let stress go from your body. Listen, uh, all medical research shows that 90 to 95% of all diseases are related to stress. And I want you to know Jesus wants you to live in peace and you cannot stay well. You cannot stay prosperous. You cannot stay where you can hear from God if you are not living in peace. If you're all jacked up on stress, you're just not going to be able to. And then the following weekend, we're going to be in uh, Victoria, uh, BC, Canada. We're going to be having a, a leadership that builds people conference. And, and previously that, uh, conference was planned uh, for uh, another date. So if you've checked into it, if you're interested in coming, be sure and go to my website, get the exact uh, exact information about it, the exact date about it, because I don't want you showing, about, showing up in the wrong place. They actually had to get a new venue for it because so many people were registering for it. That we just needed more space. And, we, and because uh, there was nothing else available, we just had to change the dates. So be sure and, and check us out. And, and always be sure and, and stay on my website, or even better, download my free mobile app. If you download my free mobile app, you're going to get my daily inspirations where, where I encourage you. You're going to get some special offers. You're going to get some special things that not everybody gets because we don't want to load people's mailboxes up with emails if they're, if they're not interested. You'll always have my itinerary. And we're getting ready to add a new feature to the mobile app, and that is uh, we're going to make it where you can have direct access to your world changers uh, information. So all of that's really important. Now, listen, before we before we jump back into this, be sure and take a minute right now and like this broadcast. If you like this broadcast, there's going to be people all over the world that are going to benefit from this. Now, just I call this the mentoring moment. This is where just for a moment, I just talk to you about about putting this into practice. See, Many times we don't know for sure. We don't understand for sure exactly what we're supposed to do in a situation. But the question we need to ask many times is not, is this right or wrong? Because we can justify anything. We can make anything seem right to us. So sometimes the question we need to ask is, if I make this choice or this choice, which of these choices do I know for sure are going to draw me back in closer to God? Which one of these choices are going to move me in a direction to all that God has revealed about himself already through the Lord Jesus Christ and through his names and through his promises? Which path reconnects me with God? I don't have to understand how God's going to make it work. I don't have to understand how God's going to bring all the pieces together. All I got to know and be committed to is I want to make sure that my heart always 
is free from guilt, condemnation, shame, and pain so that I can maintain my relationship with God. Because I'm going to tell you, one of the things you're going to discover about all these people who had these phenomenal connections to God and overcame adversity, they uh, protected and pursued their relationship with God more than they did anything else. Listen, we got to go. I'll be back next week. If you will, just take 10 seconds and subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.